Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 53. I'm at the table with Manny Albin, Damon Lowney, and at the controls, we have Robert Forsyth. Episode 53. That is a significant number for you, Manny. You like that number. Yes, that used to be my old race car number. And and it's also the number four. Herbie Lovebug. That's right. Well, I chose 53. <laughs> Did you know that, Damon? That's so I just reali- I just realized that when I looked down that it was episode 53. When I had to pick a number, when I first started racing, I couldn't think of anything. Everyone picks their birth year, but what? I wanted something. Uh... Which movie was it where the kid called it Ocho? That would have been... Uh... It was like a later one, right? Yeah. Herbie was... Goes Bananas. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They call it Ocho because the kid added five and three. I remember oh, uh, Paul, Paul Gilbreth, who's, uh, I think, a co-conquest chair for Parade. He had bought the 74 RS that won its class at Lamar, but also was in the movie, uh, one of the Herbie movies. Oh. And I used to always tease him. I used to say, yeah, yeah, you know, the class win at Lamar. That's impressive. But really impressive is that this car was in a Herbie movie. There so, you go. All right, just a little bit of housekeeping here. If uh, you enjoy the episode, please uh, give us a like. Uh, love reading your comments. And, of course, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. We are getting very close to 70,000 subscribers and on our way to 100K. So we've got a lot to cover because we covered a lot of miles this past weekend. Yeah, they, did, mm-hmm. before you start, did you see the email from Brent? I'm going to ruin this last name. Uh, Hunish? Oh, Yes. <laughs> I love I love dedicated listeners and and here's one of them. Oh Brent, so Brent uh emailed us while we were away after listening to the episode when we were talking about Kringles. Oh yeah, the pastry out of Wisconsin because they had cars and Kringles and we didn't know what a Kringle was. He's gonna have them shipped to the office. Oh, I'm so, so nice. So everyone can Thank try you, out Thank a Kringle. Yeah, so I'll take some pictures of uh a Kringle, because I will never walk away from a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to what a Kringle is. Thank you, Brent. Yeah, same here. Uh, so the the trip down was supposed to... Uh, so so Man- Manny and I decided to uh, save the club some money. And uh, uh, Manny's uh, trailers all the time, or used to trailer all the time when, when he club raced. And uh, I trailered quite a bit because I grew up with boats. And uh, we thought we would take that 10, 11-hour drive down... From Maryland to Jacksonville and just cruise on down and have yeah, a good time. It's a pretty time. easy drive. There's no mountains. It's pretty flat. It's uh, Normally, you just hop on 95 and you just, just cruise. Just cruise. So until this you, didn't happen? <laughs> until you get to Jacksonville. So this is new. I haven't heard well, about first, your... Uh, <laughs> you know, Project 964, we did a lot. We lowered it. We put yeah. the, uh, the seats in HRE it. wheel. It looked really awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now it changes the whole dynamic of how you load a U-Haul. Yep. We couldn't do it. First, we tried to do it the conventional way where you drive it up with the front end uh, first, and it was too low. It was too low. Uh, not that it couldn't get up onto the trailer, but at the end of the trailer, the front part of it, there's a uh, like a, a wheel stop. And that wheel stop, when you, when you drive into it, it kind of drops the front tire into a little well, mm. and you go up against this wheel stop. Well, the wheel stop is too high. And you have to either put boards under the front wheels or it will hit the bottom of the bumper. So Manny said, let's just back it up. And it was perfect. 
And we backed it up. And it's kind of a pain this, to back up. Well, that then car. we find out that only one fender you can uh, fold down. <laughs> no, man. So me and my uh, cat-like uh, reflexes and... Uh, That's not what he said. He said, I'm kind of like Jello when I get out of the car. I can just squeeze through. <laughs> so I climbed out from the... With these Recaro, beautiful Recaro SBG seats, oh. I climbed myself... Uh, I, and when I used to race, they used to say, it's amazing how... Fire is a great motivator. When mm-hmm. the car's on fire, anyone can really get out of the car really fast. So I just <laughs> pretended the car was on fire. I was going to say, were you dr- were you just in the car for the whole drive and like waving at people behind really, you? That would have been probably easier. So the first thing I did, <laughs> the first thing I did was to make sure I put a, a towel in between where the door and the fender would hit because the, the fender that drops is only on the driver's side. So now we've got the car backwards he's got to get out on the side where the fender is fixed so he swings open the door now that the car is lowered it doesn't clear the fender so now i got to make sure that doesn't get scratched and seeing him unwedge himself oh sorry i hit the mic um unwedge himself to get out was luckily the car didn't have a cage like my race car would have been really would have been difficult wow but i didn't see you volunteer to do that no of course not (laughs) and then and then one time later later in the weekend he decided it was just easier to cross over into the passenger side and get out where the door could fully open. Yeah. But he's got to like get his legs out first. And I, <laughs> you know how like when you see a situation where you just need to take advantage of and just you need to tickle the person. <laughs> he was a captain. And he was he was like a, he was like, like a, he was like a turtle on his back. He's like stop it, stop it, let me out. Did you wonder why I make fun of you? <laughs> Oh, sorry. Anyways, but um, yeah, so here's where I've got to admit that I made a very, very poor decision uh, for the both of us. And this was a culinary decision. So you you all know we're fans of uh, In-N-Out. And so 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 it's supposed to be, you know, a 10, 11 hour drive. But then I guess 95 was closed down for some reason. So we take a crazy detour to Raleigh, Durham, Raleigh, Durham. So we cross over. Basically, we go to another interstate. Yeah. Which uh, in all told is detour is like three hours, which I really questioned ways whether not that was the best idea, but we went with it. Well, I mean, it. We, we went with it, and the good news is we, yeah. we we were safe, and it was easy. It was an easy drive. It must have closed, because I, I made it straight down, but I left it, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. So Not for us. And, not for you And guys. no matter, yeah. like, what, like, you know how you can look at the different routes? Mm-hmm. Every route was, like, you got to go around 95. Mm-hmm. So something big must have happened. Yeah, something happened. So anyway, so so we go around the, the, uh, the detour, and then we get, finally get back on 95. Now it's... Now it's dinner time, and uh, you know how I love In and Out, but you know people from we had eaten uh, Five Guys for lunch. Oh, we did, we did. Which five was very guys. good. Five Guys is good when you eat on site. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. When it's to go, it's terrible. Um, so I wasn't sure. You know, again, the culinary options on ninety five is not that uh, broad. So I started seeing all these signs for cookout, and I remember, oh, people from. Down there, you know, a they, great restaurant. They, they always they always say, you know, oh, it's better than In and Out. So I'm like, you know what? So I pull <sighs> not off better than In and Out. And uh, uh, I said, let's try, it. let's try. It. And Manny was he was lukewarm to the idea. Well, Manny was lukewarm because we were passing a Waffle House <laughs> across the street, and there's a Popeyes literally in the parking lot next to uh, Outhouse or whatever. It's once called. in a while, you need to have cookout. A, once in a while, you need to have a culinary adventure, and so that's I'm what like, I wanted. Okay. Uh, I think I, you made a great choice. I like cookout. Okay. Well, first off, um, okay, maybe out of the bazillion cookouts that we yeah. saw, we maybe chose the wrong cookout. Yeah. Because just right when you step through 
the door the staff was in training and okay that's fine you're right Ooh, she's not very good yeah. at it um she's asking us do you want a tray and i'm like i'm i've never, never ordered been here, here right? so i'm yeah. thinking like like a tray to put my food on but tray is like uh, do you want like the the value meal right so okay i figured that out by looking at um the signs anyway so i order mine and uh then uh manny orders says we just get basic burgers or whatever then we go to the machines to get our drinks and um, I, I think half of the the fountain soda didn't even work, and so that starts the downhill uh, experience at cookout. And then the food comes out. Oh man, it was bro, it was was it really? It was uh, it was it was like man, someone took like one of those frozen. So for YouTube viewers looking, they give you four onion rings. <laughs> Uh, which I made the sign of the Audi symbol. <laughs> he did. Because he uh, did. it was roughly was so upset, to scale of what an Audi uh, girl badge would look like. So my burger looked okay. Like my burger looked, that, that's a photo there of my burger and my hush puppies. I will say the hush puppies were excellent. Yeah. Um, I got coleslaw, but then after seeing Manny's sandwich, I'm like, me, <laughs> look at that mess that he has. That's literally oh, how wow. he opened up. That's the, how he opened it up. It looked terrible. And uh, after yeah. seeing his mess, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't trust their coleslaw. So I didn't eat their coleslaw. But I mean, it still I, looks tasty. I, I applaud them for hiring the I would uh, eat it because people that nasty. have uh, are nearsighted, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> because whoever put that together could not, could uh, not see. But the but yeah. the, the meat was like a those um, those Salisbury steaks that you get in the freezer, and they, like they boiled it and put it on. Oh, interesting. They did not make it fresh because the hamburger came out so fast in like yeah. twenty seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I, I forget what I got. I've been there once, maybe twice. Never went in because there wasn't like an inside. It was just a drive up or walk up. And I think I got the barbecue sandwich, which, you know, for like a $6 meal plus some. It was cheap. Whatever. Was- I'm like, okay, cool. I, I enjoyed it. I, I feel like. I mean, Manny's going to hate me for saying this. I feel like it's the Waffle House for, like, burgers oh, and just whatever. Them be fighting words, brother. Them and I love fighting. Waffle House. Don't compare it to Waffle House. Manny is just going to throw this mic at you. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, I've eaten at five-star uh, restaurants, Michelin-star restaurants, and Waffle House is also – Anthony Bourdain loves Waffle House. It's it's fresh food. They cook it right there in front of you, and again, that's what I like about again, it. Again, maybe, maybe – the particular cookout that yeah. we chose didn't have a lot of turnover, and we got a terrible example. But yeah, yeah perhaps I think you you owe cookout maybe one more visit just to settle it. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe when the, when the CEO it, it was comes with the hamburger to me, <laughs> I'll eat it again. Until then, they're off my list. Oh man, there's way too many selections. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we ended up eating a hot dog from. Uh, not we, you. I did, yeah. Yeah, from, because uh, that was a culinary delight. That was from a gas station that was rolling around for eight hours. No, but it was a pretty awesome display of hot dogs. <laughs> it was, was uh, the hot dog better than this your... This uh, like a 7-Eleven. No. You're not sure how many hours it's been on there. Yeah. This was top-notch. Top very notch. clean. It was. <laughs> it uh, was. <laughs> that we loaded up on a crap load of uh, lollipops. Yes, we did. To keep us awake. And, so uh, but, the- but it was supposed to take... We were supposed to get there at 8.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30, and we didn't get in there like 12.30 at night. Yeah, so, everywhere we went, there was uh, traffic jams, and <laughs> I can't we remember. Were, this is when we were this all in South sitting, Carolina, we were standing still in this. Man, um, I looked at, when, when did you guys leave? We left here uh, at 10. Yeah. 10, 10, yeah. 8, okay, yeah, so leaving at 3 a.m. was, yeah. that's why. So I, here, here's a trick. I'm going to, I don't know where you got the idea, Manny, but... My buddy Gregory Brown, you know, when we do long road trips, um, the first time we did a long road trip together, he brought like a bag of lollipops. And 
for some reason, when you're enjoying a lollipop, you tend to stay awake. Lollipop um, or sunflowers is what I've heard too. Sunflower seeds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's one thing: Does anyone make like you know how you, I drink a Red Bull? And Manny's gonna laugh because I was in the passenger seat like getting ready to drive, and I drank a Red Bull, and I think I literally fell asleep like five minutes later. <laughs> but are do does anyone make like a caffeinated lollipop? Because that could be like a double double where. You could really stay awake while you're driving. I mean, I've never heard of that, but I mean, they're caffeine should I, should pills, I, should right? Should I patent that? Like a caffeinated lollipop? Yes, like, because and, and, every parent in America will love you. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, let's I'm, go crush I'm, up some I'm, caffeine pills, I'm, mix I'm, them in with some I'm sugar. I'm going to market it to gas stations <laughs> along major highways. Vu's caffeinated lollipop. just lollipops. call it meth pops. <laughs> meth pops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, kudos to, I will say kudos to uh, U-Haul because the trailer performed Yep, I asked a U-Haul guy at uh, Paco's Paint. Uh, to, I told him, I said, we're going to take it for uh, yeah. down to Florida and back. So I need to make sure this is good tire-wise yep. and bearing-wise. And he did. He uh, towed nice made, and stable. borrowed a friend's uh, Jeep Wagoneer. And he uh, that uh, um, we have different towing styles. So Boo was getting 15 miles to the gallon, but he was trying to get. I was. <laughs> so I would look over and see like 57 miles an hour. It didn't matter. We were hitting yeah. traffic. I yeah, just so I would just through. close my eyes. And meanwhile, I looked at my one. I would hand it over to Vu. It was down to 12.9 miles per gallon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He but doesn't the, hyper mile. The like funny I thing, did. there's yeah. so much uh, now. There's so many uh, adjustments on these uh, these newer SUVs um, that we had a uh, hell of a time with unloading unhooking the trailer because of the air suspension yeah the air suspension in a wagoneer um when it senses the rear going up it thinks you want to change a tire and so it pumps up the rear suspension which (laughs) makes it almost like an angle that you can't disconnect literally as we're trying to get it off the ball yeah, it's it keeps going the, the higher, higher and higher and higher. The oh, car man. is following the trailer. So, anyways, we figured out later. Um, yeah, we made it work. <laughs> so, anyways, we get finally get into the hotel in Jacksonville by twelve thirty that night. Checked in. The bad news didn't end. What do you mean? We're, we're checking in, and the lady says, uh, you know, they oh. go for the same rigmarole about the pools over here, blah, blah, blah. And she says... Uh, she tried to slide up, slide up goes, past Manny. And she goes, at eight, 6 a.m., we begin our non-complimentary breakfast. And I looked at her, I go, you mean complimentary? And she goes, no, none. No, you have to pay for it. And I looked at her, I'm like, really? Because this is not a full-service hotel. This is a loft. A loft. Yep. And, it's kind of uh, like a Euro Honest hotel. to God, I thought it was a Hilton property because I went there. I go, hold on. I got my Hilton Honors card I want to give you. Right and next she, to the door, it says Marriott. And she goes, <laughs> yeah. you mean you're Marriott? And I said, this isn't Hilton property? She's like, no. I'm like, oh. And then Perfect way to end the yeah, day. Then right? when she said the no pre-breakfast, I was like, why are we staying here? <laughs> I think we're looking for a new location for next year. So I love that I was location. Thinking, I was thinking... If you guys are into it, it won't be mandatory, but so we had we had a house last year with multiple rooms and a number of us stayed and actually cost was, I, mean, I think, a little yeah. bit cheaper. But it, we're not going to get that same house because. No, 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 no. But, but. My I would thing stay is, in the living room of that house. That we, my thing, were. my thing is if we can find Airbnb closer, mm-hmm. you know, not having to drive that hour 
back and forth or 45 minutes, whatever. Like to me, that's worth it. Cause like, I want to go back and change or I want to get something. It just makes it easier. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, so I'm going to have Melanie look for, you know, a, an eight to 10 bedroom house. And those that want to stay at the hotel mm-hmm. can stay at the hotel. But those that want to stay at the house, um, I, ha- I would I'll be stay more at than the house. Would you stay at the house? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you stay at the house? Most likely, yeah. And then your equipment's right there. Yep. You can run back and forth. That house so, that yep. you stayed in last year would be preferable. Yeah, that's not <laughs> right. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's that not a semi in their pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need more. I just need a lot of rooms and a lot of places to park cars if we're all going to be yeah. there. So, all right. So then, um, was it Thursday morning? Is set up, and um, you know we 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 did it differently. We had pods. This year, so Manny, Manny organized pods. <laughs> Manny carefully uh, with the other staff organized pods and pallets, and everything made it there safely. And now it's the setup of Works Reunion, and everything went quite smooth on Thursday. Um, you guys have any issues with your stuff or getting things? No, I mean everybody pitches in to help out, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it seemed like. Uh, Everything yeah. was under control. The tent people showed up, and all uh, of our re- local region volunteers came. Yeah, stuffed bags, moved things around. A lot of times, sometimes the issue is people are there to volunteer, but there's nothing for them to do because we're waiting for the tent people to put up tents and whatnot. But uh, no, surprisingly, it went. Uh, yeah, it seemed to go pretty smooth. I didn't hear of any uh, delays. I didn't hear people hitting water lines or anything like that. Putting tents up. It was. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Amelia River Golf Club, Mike. And Tom Miller and the crew there, they're amazing to work with. They always just say yes and help us make everything happen. Um, cars were loading in, uh, judge cars and exhibitor cars were loading in around 3 o'clock. All that went smooth. Now, Damon was actually doing some some kind of cool stuff. Yeah, filming. yeah. No, I was filming. And uh, um, I'll talk about what I filmed in the afternoon. Um, and that was actually a really special um, uh, video shoot. So we had... Gurney Eagle 500, one of our uh, uh, subscribers to our YouTube channel and and, uh, frequent commenters, as well as Jeff Jones, um, both PCA members in the region of Suncoast, Florida, I believe. Man, I should really know that, but uh, down on that part of Florida, and they both brought their 2022 718s. Mm. So um, Gurney Eagle 500, uh, his name's Mike, brought his 718 Cayman S, and uh, Jeff... Uh, brought his, what was it, a 718 Boxer GTS 4.0. And uh, so I got to drive both of those uh, for a one-mile review comparison. And we had a film crew, so it wasn't myself and Bogdan filming this time. We actually, as part of just our video crew, crew for Works Reunion, we, we hired a crew, and this should be a really, really high-quality, at least from a technical perspective, a, a one-mile review. So we're testing different formats and or at least quality of of uh, the camera work and the sound and we'll see what this one turns out like but it was definitely an experience for for gurney eagle and and jeff to, cool to, to be see. around for the whole cool to see for like what three or four yeah. hours see what we do yeah um, drive the cars get my opinions and my scores uh which i was surprised actually um i, I won't give it away here uh but you put a naturally asp- aspirated six cylinder next to a turbocharged four cylinder and I think most people would say, like, right off the bat, even before driving the cars, give me that naturally aspirated six. Mm, so, I, know, I know better than to say that. Yeah, it's not quite so clear cut. No, it's not. Especially driving them back to back. It's not that clear cut. Well, Gurney so. Eagle's car is funny because, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I'm colorblind, but 
when I first met him, it mm-hmm. was the sun hadn't come up yet, mm-hmm. and uh, on Friday morning, and uh, I thought it was gray. And then later on the day, I see the car, and I'm it's like, like, wow, Python, I'm like, Python uh, green. it's green. I said, I, I, I thought it was a great car. I didn't that realize color it was wasted a... on him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, gray. it's a great, great gray. color. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one word, torque. Yes, there's the torque, and uh, there, there's more than that, though. Yeah. It's, uh, you'll have to watch the, the video probably in the next few weeks it'll be out. But um, it's not as clear-cut as you might think. So. There's there's one thing about Amelia River. It's not really Amelia River's fault. But just the location of where we have that is um, hopefully we can it, it was it was worse this year than it had been in the past. And it was it was good that it was a little windy on Friday because it took care of the problem. But the one thing that annoys me is uh, there's this one picture that Bogdan took of me standing next to Project 964, which looks like I have I'm like scratching my head thinking you know what's going on here but the reality of it is i'm scratching my head is because these things that they call no seams which you can see them yeah they bite you like crazy i I feel like a drug addict with all the scabs i have on my arms my arms are just like oh man they are vicious they are they're little but they're vicious i didn't see them i I would love to know because the people down there obviously have lived with them forever uh, what are they using so they don't get bit? I think they don't go like close to <laughs> they the don't woods. Go outside. The no. thing yeah. is, when you're close to the tree line, <laughs> and the look wood. at all those golfers. I mean, when we were getting uh, bit up trying to unload the trailer, oh, that's true. I was like, I'm looking at the golfers, going, "Well, obviously they have something on some them, something on them, or something some that, uh, or they, or they don't have any blood left in their." Uh, <laughs> Robert just said, "Right here, <laughs> they don't bite the locals." <laughs> Robert just said, "They don't bite the locals." <laughs> They're smart new CMs, right? Yeah, that's a good question. We should ask Mike and the team at the golf, uh, at Amelia Road. Because I put every type of, uh, if any of this stuff causes cancer, this is where I get cancer right here at this event. (laughs) I think we tried three different types. At at any time somebody said, hey, you want some bug spray? I was like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Hoping hoping that they interact well with each other. But I put so many different layers. And and it seemed like it would only last like two hours. Mm -hmm. And then you would start getting uh, uh, my scalp. Everything was getting uh, bit. But it um, it wasn't the whole day. And and we got lucky because uh, we didn't get the rain that they said was going to happen at 1 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, everyone seemed to be having a um, a great time. Uh, you know, PCA members, as they always do, show up when the sun is still uh, hasn't risen, and so we're using flashlights and uh, phones to uh, light up to see where people park at. But everyone, uh, yeah, I think we had very few no shows from what I saw. Open no, the spots. numbers, was... the numbers were solid, and there was there were a lot of great great cars. Um, before we get into the day of Workshire Union, I I did get to attend the wine Guardians Winemakers oh, right, event yeah. at the Ritz, which is a a Porsche uh, event uh, Thursday evening. It's a little bit ritzy. Uh, typically, now, tell us the exact name because this is the longest name of a dinner. Oh my gosh! I, you know, I just it's I called call- the wine ma- the Guardians of the Mark of the is it Guardians of the Porsche Mark? Look it up, Damon. I just call winemakers dinner. It's a, it's a great. I think it's a great event. It's an I, I used to love event. to go when I got invited. It's four hundred dollars a person um, if you have to pay for it. It sells out. Um, it's all Porsche people, mm-hmm. and usually it's a who's who of Porsche. See the There's Guardians it. of Porsche winemakers dinner. There we there go. You go. Yeah. So some people consider it the bucket list, and I was 
lucky enough that there was an extra ticket this year that I could go. And as Manny said, it's it's uh, it's not really about going there. The food is amazing, and they kind of pair things with wines, and you know that's all good and all. But really, it's to go there and to see, um, you know, what cars are going to bring. Uh, it's a great way to see a lot of our partners, uh, and they and they typically have a wonderful like um, session um, presentation uh, during during dessert. And uh, this year they had uh, Jeff Swart, Sean Cridlin, and J F Musial, and uh, basically they were talking about how those individuals sort of um, capture the essence of the passion of Porsche folks and deliver it in the various mediums that they are professionals in. For example, Sean Crinlin uh, in print, uh, JF through social digital media, and then Jeff Swart through obviously all the work that he's done through the years. So it was, it was uh, very interesting. Um, I, like I said, I, I go there to, or, or I enjoy seeing the people there. And I had some great conversations. Um, Cole Scroggum, the Ingram family, uh, Cam, Rory, Mr. Ingram himself to see them there. At my table uh, was a very familiar face. And uh, this gentleman, Jens Walter, was sitting oh, across. Nice. Yeah. And so when we, we like, we were like both heading towards the table, and we realized we're at the same table. We're like, that's awesome. This is amazing. And then right behind me. And Jens was, Walter was the head of Porsche Motorsports yes. North America for a quite a few, at least when I was president. Yep. And now he is the, uh, is it the marketing director of Leipzig of factory? Leipzig, of Leipzig. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. For Porsche. Yep. And then uh, behind me, and I have to get used to this because he, he, he actually scolded me for calling him this because I've always referred to Mr. Alan Springer as Mr. Springer. It's just a, like a respect thing that I, I've always done. And he said, if you call me Mr. Springer one more time, he's like, you must call me Alvin. And that is uh, a huge honor. And he's one of the three people that founded Andal. He was also a former president of Porsche uh, Motorsports North America. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And uh, he's, a, he's a big uh, fan of PCA. Um, again, it's a big honor to finally be able to uh to call him alan uh and he also has a, a book coming out i think we uh did we feature that or we talked about that no recently? we have it hasn't been printed yet oh okay it's going to be 963 not 62 mm-hmm. 963 copies of and the reason of course reason of course. he put 63 is because he's actually it might be the last car he's involved with mm-hmm. but he's involved with the new 963 as well and so um, that's why he wanted to, to call it 963. Uh, we hope to have him on Tech Tactics, mm-hmm. maybe the podcast. He wants to come out here to Columbia. Oh, I nice. would love to host him. Yeah, we uh, should do was, something super special if he can. Yes, yeah, so I told him, I said, uh, uh, we would absolutely love to have him here in the, in the office and the headquarters. Um, there's going to be a big announcement about him coming. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't really announce it yet or I'll get in trouble. But, uh, oh, yes, don't do that. <laughs> don't get us in trouble. There'll be coming up a big announcement. Anyways, yeah. he's still very much involved with, uh, with, um, Porsche Motorsports. And, uh, I think it was fitting that Jens Walter helped, uh, I guess, um, uh, you know, um, further the deal where Porsche bought Andal when mm-hmm. everyone was ready to retire. So the Andal name continues on. I think, uh, people learning the Andal history will be tickled to learn about how these guys that were former mechanics of Ashek Polak. Uh, started their own um, hot riding business for mm-hmm. Porsches, and now it's. Uh, if you look at every winning Porsche from the 962 era, 
uh, most of them all had Andal on the side because mm-hmm. that was the key to success. And if you had a car that had an Andal uh, engine in it, which uh, somebody uh, called me up actually and was telling asking me, uh, we get a lot of calls where people ask valuation of cars, and it's hard to do that over the phone or even with pictures. But he uh, was telling me about this car that was the engine was rebuilt by Andal, and he had it done himself. And I said, well, that's a whole game changer now mm-hmm. because that's a, a very desirable engine, the stuff they used to do to cars. So, anyways, it was great that the Alwyn was there. So you had your five glasses of wine because I remember there was uh, – There's a lot, but you know me. I'm not a drinker, and, you know, I I tasted everything and tasted delicious, but I couldn't tell you the and difference And what between. I like to like is because I'm not a wine person, I, I wish I could appreciate wine uh, because it looks like a fun thing to do and collect. Uh, but um, they have a sommelier. 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 Yeah. sommelier. Come up there and they tell the story. And the, it, <laughs> they did. you're sitting there just waiting to drink and you're like hesitating because the person's still talking about this. Uh, With hints of chocolate yes, and grapefruit. Yeah. Yes, this is what you're going you're gonna to taste and everything, you know. My wife will always tell me, don't, don't gulp it. Just, uh, you know. Yeah. I try to keep a straight face and try to, you know, appreciate it. And I, for me, it, it either tastes good or it doesn't. And um, I'm, I'm learning. I'm I learning. wonder if I could actually fake it, get up there and talk about the stuff, and just uh, no, pretend I knew no. what I was talking about. Because I saw uh, some, I saw some documentary recently on Netflix where this this guy's family had like a barbecue, something, something, and then he wanted to become a sommelier, and it was so like, you know, so like out there for his family to understand. But what they do and how they study, and it's intense. I could do that with milk and donuts. I don't know what type of milk like, to pair like, with the donut. To be a true sommelier, like you drink a glass, you know what region it's from, what year it's from, the people that stepped on it. I don't know. Like you got to know all the details, and then you go, "Oh, that's a bottle of 1962." Da 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 da. Like you, you can, Manny. I know you're an expert and all, but you can tell me what cow the milk came from and which kitchen the donut came from. Or maybe you can. No, not that good. <laughs> maybe donuts? <laughs> maybe the donuts. <laughs> maybe the donuts. You're almost there. You're almost I there. Milk, I can tell you Horizon milk. Yeah. That's got a different taste. I yeah. can definitely That's tell you it. what, uh, if it's a Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme or en- Entenmann's, um, but not what, what, what bakery yeah. came out of. That would be no, We're probably more like white or red, right? Yeah. That's pretty much as far so, as So, yeah, but to me, that's part of the, uh, the, the uh, cool. fun of, uh, uh, the Guardian's dinner is that, uh, it's all first class and you know, typically what you would expect from uh, from Porsche. But once again, to me, the neatest thing is when I sat at tables where I didn't know anyone. Yeah. And then you get to meet people and you know, uh, I find out what kind of cars they drive and why they're here. You know what was cool? This was cool. We've been around some people that have done really well at Porsche Cars North America. And I'm thinking of Aisha Coker. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Philip Mountie. Um, I'm thinking of Kathy Lee, all of our partners now that we have at Porsche Cars North America. We, we've known them since they were just like new to the organization and we've slept boxes and moved chairs with them and, uh, to see them on stage and, and making all this happen that night. That was pretty cool. It was really cool to see all, all, all of our folks do, do so well. Yeah. Yeah, but Michael, uh, Tam, and Abe were not invited to that. Not, not them, yet. Not I asked yet, them if, yet, they, if they yet. were going that night, and they were like, no. I'm like, I don't feel bad. I'm not going either. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Maybe we should host a, a separate dinner at, on a different night with them, and we can talk the about real guardians. <laughs> the real, real guardians. The real guardians dinner. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about the day at works. Um, 
again, the numbers were 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 strong. Uh, the day was a little windy, which helped out with the bugs. But if you guys don't mind, I'll just jump with the big announcement that we made um, on the stage, and that is together with Jill Whelan and uh, Captain is, Mario. Uh, Jill Whelan is uh, for for people who don't want to admit that they actually watch the Love Boat. She is um, who is she? Vicky Steuben. Vicky, yes, yes. Vicky Steuben from the Love Boat. I can actually say that that show is before my time. That so yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that is definitely before your time. Well, so is Gil Gonzalez, but I watched that. <laughs> Um, and so she, she was there, the captain, captain Mario actually flew in. He's a, he's, he's a car buff. He flew in from Antarctica. He didn't dock in. He flew in. Well, I, his boat's in Antarctica. Right. I'm pretty sure it takes a while to get, get, get here. So they, they both flew in to announce, um, to join us in announcing princess cruise lines as the official cruise line for PCA. And, um, I've told you all that, you know, the zone fest, um, uh, at sea was such a, a, you know, an amazing event, and we were expecting and hoping that there would be a national one for 2023. And I'm here to tell you, there absolutely will be. So, December 9th through 16th, we will be cruising the Western Caribbean. Um, you can go to PCA.org and take a look at all the details of the event. I'm saying that we're probably what gonna- islands are the Western Caribbean. Western Caribbean, I don't remember all the islands. Belize, I know, is one of them. Um, I don't know. I can't remember all of them. You put me on the spot. We can look it up. <laughs> Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's gonna be. It's gonna be beautiful. Blue waters, seven shades of blue. Uh, more importantly, I think there's gonna be. I'm gonna call maybe fifteen hundred. PCA members on the boat. I think that would be. We were 600 last time, and I'm pretty sure 598 of them are coming back. And if each of them brings two friends, um, I think we'll hit. I think we'll be. We'll hit 1500. And how many? The boat holds 3500, 3000. Oh, yeah, like 3500. And and if it goes to 3500, or if we fill up a boat, or if we need another boat, they'll bring two boats, and then we can we can drag from <laughs> island to island. In December again, you said, right? December 9th through the 16th. Are we going with Melanie's name for the event? So we need to, so right now it's called PCA National at Sea, which is not the, the official least name. sexy name Yeah, yeah that is heard. That is just a placeholder. <laughs> um, we have some names that we are considering, but the Executive Council needs to give us the final blessing, so we'll, uh, we'll hopefully have a name soon. But super excited about that. But we already um, sold a bunch of uh oh so cruises, at, so, right? so at the event we have a hundred and like hundred and fifty people already signed up. Yeah, I saw Gertie Eagle after he yeah. won half the room there. He uh yeah. He also uh, won a so he, yeah he so won Gertie a set Eagle, of tires when he, he, won he, a set he of signed up for the cruise. Yeah, he won a set of tires, uh signed up for the cruise, had a one mar he had yeah, probably he had a really good he weekend. Probably had the all, best weekend. That's all luck. That wasn't like yeah, 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 we, yeah. We, oh we, yeah, yeah. No, we yeah, but you couldn't plan like a better sort of experience for a member. So, you Mike, know. if your wife is wondering why you belong in PCA, I hope this weekend alone has justified <laughs> your existence. I think in the PCA. tires probably paid for at least twenty years of membership. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, so, speaking of the day, was there a particular you know part of the day or cars that you, you liked? I liked. Go ahead. I like the GT2, the blue one that looked like a GT2. The one from Japan? Yeah, the one from Japan. Uh, I, mine... was, I was going to tell you we need to do, do a story on oh, that. Oh, no. Car. we've I've been talking to that guy for over a month. We're already doing a, oh, a video perfect. and a story awesome. at, Rens, at Rensport because it'll be at Rensport. Oh, he's a and good, it'll be he's, finished at Rensport. He's a, he's a good guy, and that yeah. car is pretty amazing. Yeah, it was oh, great. So Let me blue, tell you a little yeah, bit. It's yeah, blue. Talk. It's from Japan. 
So a dealer principal bought a white 996 or 993 Turbo for himself and a blue one for his son. Plus all of the, if I, maybe I'm butchering the story, but it, I'm, I believe he also bought the bodywork from Porsche for the GT2 conversion and did all of that. Um, you know, fast forward to now and it has its bodywork, but now it has the engine. Um, Porsche Classic, I guess you can send out your ECU now and they will give you variable boost oh, for really? your 911 Turbo and GT2 Power if it's built up. And I'm sure there's more to the story than that. But it's an all-wheel drive. He kept the all-wheel drive for so he can drive it in more weather situations, and it'll be safer for him and his kids. But really, really, really well done car from Japan. from Japan. From Japan. From yeah. Japan, but not right-hand drive. From Japan, yeah, yeah, not right-hand drive. drive. It's left-hand drive. Left-hand drive. All Real factory, GT2 parts. All GT2 parts. Crazy, crazy car. I, I thought the story was they did they have a gt2 and then they wanted another one but they couldn't get it it might have been all i yeah. know is that those are real gt2 parts and that blue car was for that dealer principal yeah. son so exactly yeah. just really wealthy individuals in japan wanted these two cars and paid the money to get them it's, so, a, it's a stunning car yeah. but we'll have that full story and all the correct details yeah. later this year how about you manny well did you guys ever make it over to the corral I was tethered, a little bit. I was tethered to the stage, unfortunately. Saw a 911R and a 997.2 GT3 RS 3.8 next uh, to each other. So uh, cool. the one I liked was somebody towed one of the Alex Job uh, 993 RSRs, Whoa. the Aerofab car that I got to see at Daytona actually race. Mm. And it I was thought in the maybe corral? It was, it was in the corral up on the hill when there's special yeah. interest cars, yeah. mm-hmm. which I was like, this is why we need someone at the corral picking cars out because that should have been on the main yeah. field. It was there all day. And I think that would have been great to have uh, featured, oh. especially with all the other competition cars. Uh, when I first saw it, like I said, I thought it was a street car. They just put that uh, livery on, but this was the actual car. Remind me, remind me when we do the hot wash on on Works Reunion. We got to put that on a list of to dos for. The yeah, future. I think that will. Uh, we've we've done it. We've done it before at events where we basically look at the cars going into the corral area and they're going to be we there at sports car together yeah they, they're going to yeah. be there more than four hours we ask them to park in the main field because it's just for the, for the spectators it gives them an extra uh thing to look at if they don't make it over to the corral anyways the corral i uh, had some really cool, cool cars Bill and i had some time and we walked over and we uh went up and down the roads looking at cars um and there seemed to be as many people in the corral just hanging out mm-hmm. as there was in the main judged area uh, but with the judge cars, um, I saw a 53, 356, uh, that uh, had a great story. It, so the, uh, it was a cabriolet and the owner, um, bought, uh, used a car in college, sells it. 30 years later, he happens to run across it again and buys it back and restores it. The exact same car that he That's used to have in crazy. college. I thought, what are the odds and the fact that the car survived where he was able to restore it again? There was a 55 Continental Coupe that was only a one-year-only car. It was the year our club was founded in 55. That's an easy way to remember. They couldn't use a Continental name after the first year because Ford, Lincoln, Lincoln right. had yeah. a little issue with them using uh, the name Continental, even though I don't think anyone would ever confuse the two cars. Right. Uh, nonetheless, it was a, um, a one-year-only two. And, of course, the pre-A's, which is the uh, – you know, 53, 54, and some 55s had the uh, bent windshield, which uh, to me, that's one of my favorite era of uh, 356s. Um, I loved have seeing the two uh, Carrera RS, the 73s. They had a touring and a lightweight right next to each other, directly across from the new GT3 RS. Mm-hmm. 
I was telling Michael Tamum, like, uh, we should park the GT3 RS in line because the GT3 RS would never have happened if it wasn't for these two cars back in 73, 72 when they um, came out. That was the beginning of the uh, RS line with the 911s. Um, I know uh, we cover some of these cars in a video that's coming out soon um, with the uh, two 928s, the bookend cars. Oh, yeah. In our walk the early around. one yeah. and the GTS and... To the naked eye, they look almost identical. You know, it shows evolution, but, uh, you know, if you know how much they evolved from the early car to the later car, um, it was, uh, uh, there were so many cool cars. And, and part of it, if you have time, is talking to the owner and listening to the stories behind mm-hmm. the cars. Because you may have some cars that uh, seem just pedestrian, but you start to hear a story behind it, and you're like, wow, this is like a pano story in itself. Yeah. Just the fact of how this car got here and how it was restored or maintained. So, yeah, it was an exceptional field at uh, Works. Yeah, yeah, I love that copper 914 with the surfboard on top. Mm-hmm. I believe that's been in past Works, Amelia's as well, but I always love seeing that car. Yeah, so many wonderful cars, so many wonderful stories, and seeing how yeah. happy everybody was. That was a beautiful 67S. Owned by the same guy since, I think, like 76 I or 77. I think that was at the, at the Amelia Allen Concours on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. And he won at Works. Yeah. Won first place. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the first S. You know, that's the first high-performance version of the 911 that comes out. Now it's, like, super desirable. Yeah. I think the guy was, like, in his early 20s when he bought it. Wow. It's crazy, huh? Well, that's like that's like me and my my fox body. <laughs> I was in my early twenties when I bought it. Has the fox body ever appeared? All right, the stop! Island, I, I know. I fairways. Just, I just lobbed it so he can smash it out the park. <laughs> I hear you. So we wrapped up um, with the award ceremony around two two thirty. Oh, well, before you get yep. there, I thought we were so good. Oh, uh, so I had my star encounter. You had your what? Star encounter. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. you did. Because Melanie, our uh, events manager, Melanie were... she kept on asking because we found we heard that Jeff Gordon was having a uh, 964 built up, kind of like a singer style, mm-hmm. and I think it was for his wife. And, and the uh, shot was bringing it to, to works. But uh, Melanie said, is Jeff Gordon going to come? And I said, I doubt it because he's the um, grand marshal for the uh, Amelia Concord. And I'm sure they keep, they keep those people busy all weekend. Uh, but lo and behold, he showed up to works, and uh, th- I think to see the car in its fine in its finished state for the first time because I could hear the um, shop owner showing him all the different features of it. It was actually a Tiptronic, uh, mm-hmm. but what was cool about it was they redid the gear shift the selector where it looked like a it looked like a standard shift. It didn't look like the typical um, Tiptronic uh, gear selector. I had heard that that car is is for his wife and her his uh, wife did not want the manual transmission. Yeah, that's so. what I figured, yeah. Yeah. He, so he the, must the have group, not known the group about that built oh, was Sonderworks. Was it Sonderworks that built the car? Don't remember the I name. Think, I, think I that's... can't. There was an orange one that came out for a shop built and was debuting for the first time in this car. Um but what was really cool after this uh you know like an hour later I saw him looking at the new GT3 RS which was right in front of the stage. And about two minutes before he came, uh, I saw Michael, Tam, and Abe. I guess they were in a golf cart. They were going to get something to eat. And so here comes Jeff, and he's looking at the car. And uh, so I walk up, and I said, have you seen one of these before? Underneath, he goes, no. He goes, I've never seen one in person, but I've got one on order. <laughs> he goes, and so does Rick, yeah. Rick Hendrick. 
And I said, wow. I said, well, let, let me show you some cool things about it. And uh, what's some about under, we had a tech tactics where we got to see the underbody and uh, all the arrows. Manny so I, was in his element. I was. I was showing him the uh, hood and how now, now all the storage space is gone and where the air goes. And, and you didn't invite Melanie to help you show him the car? I told Melanie she wasn't allowed within 10 feet of <laughs> Jeff Gordon. If we ever want to see Jeff Gordon come to the wow. I did tell Jeff that his car was missing one important thing. And he said, what's that? I said, you need a PCA sticker. Because that's worth two seconds a lot. We all know that. So he chuckled at uh, at that, and uh, yeah, he got to see the uh, the uh, RS for the first time, which was pretty interesting that yeah. he hadn't seen. Uh, Definitely, yeah, it was pretty cool. People pretty much left him alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if many people knew who he was. That having you know, just doesn't seem like a place you see a NASCAR right. you driver. Wouldn't, you wouldn't at. expect him to be there, uh, right? But um, he, uh, yeah, seemed to be having a good time. Cool. Any other, an hour. any other celebrity encounters? Uh, so, so Alan and Jens came over. So yes, uh, they were, yeah. it was great, great to see them. Like I said, uh, we we talked about uh, coming over to to Tech Tactics and what they're going to be doing as far as upcoming events. And, uh, and um, he won't be at Sebring, but um, he'll be at the Long Beach Grand Prix. And yeah, it's gonna you know be a fun. celebrity we didn't see, but I found out was in town that that I would have. I wouldn't have geeked out, but I, I, I think he's super funny and he's super down to earth. Usher? But, no, well, <laughs> I haven't met Usher, but uh, Fluffy. Yes. Oh wow, really? Fluffy. Oh, I was so bummed. I heard he was judging the. Uh, I think he must have left right after he got the judging oh, done. Man. They do the judging before they open up to the public and at the Amelia on Sunday. Explain to everyone who Fluffy is. Uh, it's Gabriel Inglesius, correct? Who's a phenomenal comedian. He sold out Dodger Stadium yeah. and. You just YouTube, uh, he's fluffy. Uh, you'll come up and he is, yes, he's, um, very, very funny. And he does so many different voices and he's uh-huh. done it for movies mm-hmm. and his range of, um, uh, of how he can use his voice is just really scary. He can do like the entire cast of different uh, animated movies if, if they would let him. Uh, but you know he's who a huge VW Transporter yeah. fan and they had a VW Transporter class and, uh, it was smart of them. I don't know how it worked if he happened to be in the area performing or whatnot but um yeah i saw them on uh, tim sutter's uh i know yeah uh, judged with them and i was like oh that's one person I would not, love not only met. him but you know his sidekick what's his sidekick's name oh uh, it's uh martin Mo martin yeah so, he was there I, I he's always with them so i wanted to it would have been cool to see fluffy and martin but maybe next time and yeah, we would love to have them over at worst reunion that would be mm-hmm. uh that would be that'd cool. be very cool so wrapped up works reunion, and then the very next morning, uh, and we... kudos to the, to the staff and volunteers again because, oh, yeah. as somebody said, he goes, "Wait a minute, you take two days to set up, and you tear it all apart in like two hours." Yep, and yeah. we were like, uh, "Yeah, it's become standard." You know, we were we, done uh, like an hour earlier than usual this time, I think too. Yeah, we, we moved things really along. And uh, as Manny said, kudos to all of the volunteers and the headquarters staff. But big props out to the Pravasis, uh, mm-hmm. Tom Pravasi, the chair of Works Reunion, Sandy Pravasi. I consider her the co-chair because they, they go hand in hand. And um, all the things that they do during the year to prepare for really this one day. We had a staff dinner, volunteer dinner with all the, uh, with all the national staff and the uh, volunteers afterwards at the golf club. And um, I didn't even think about this, but... The staff that we first signed up when we first did uh, Works Reunion and we put a call out for um, volunteers that, you know, we we're going to do this Works Reunion at Amelia Island, they're all still together. 
Yeah. We're all still together. All the people that were originally involved with the uh, works at uh, Melial. That says a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, uh, and there's a lot of people who aren't PCA members mm-hmm. who still come out to help out because they really enjoy the company of uh, of the team and uh, being part of this really uh, cool event. And yeah. obviously they know we don't profit any from this event. This is all for the club, and that's pretty evident, the fact that we stay at the uh, – no free breakfast, a loft. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say that everything around that uh, a loft is so good. Like Aloha Waffle Bar, the Mexican place, the Mellow Mushroom. I love it there. That's a great place to stay. I guess you won't be staying at the house. <laughs> That's why I said we'll see. It, it'll be it'll be a tough one. We'll for see. Him. You and Aaron can be at the uh, a loft. Yeah. All right. So uh, after we cleaned up and such, we actually loaded Project Nine Six Four um, back on the trailer. Um, because we were planning to participate, or Manny planned to participate and share Project 964 on the field for Cars and Coffee on Saturday morning over at uh, the Ritz. And because our car is not tagged and insured, uh, we have to trailer it over there. But if you've been to that event, parking and where to unload, it's a logistical challenge. And so luckily I went over there on... I think on Thursday for some something. Oh, uh, Reliable was delivering the... Um, oh, by the way, uh, Princess Cruise Line bought another Taycan to be raffled mm-hmm. off uh, to uh, some lucky cruise cruise goer um, the end of this year. So anyways, Reliable brought that car over and the driver asked me to bring him back to the impound lot for all the um, for all of the trucks. And so we, um, when I went back there, that's when I kind of got a game plan of how we would unload the 964 on the Ritz property so that Manny just would have to drive onto the field and we wouldn't have it out on public roads. So it all worked out and we had a nice showing of cars there. And uh, what, what was the response of 964, not only at uh, the Ritz, but during works? Uh, people love the way it looks now with the stance and the wheels. And they couldn't believe it was the same car. I think the only reason they could tell, they said, because we still had the stickers. But the, uh, it really transforms the car. Oh, with, yeah. With just uh, a few little mods. Yeah. Um, and the seats really is a nice touch because the front and back match. And, yeah, kudos to Ilko you know, again for yeah. making that call. And uh, I would have chosen just boring black, but he's the one who liked the pattern and said no, we should do that, that in the that back a, seats. That was a great call. Um yeah, and the wheels were uh, from HRE were just uh, top notch. I had people asking me, emailing, asking what type they were, what color. It's um, and the fitment, the fitment. Yeah. Like I, when I saw the tires and when I saw the wheels in, I was in the box, nervous. I'm like, how are these gonna fit under the <clears throat> fenders? But sure enough, we bolted them on, and you can probably get a credit we, card <laughs> in between the tire and the fender. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Maybe. The front sorrow. Well, now we get now we get to do a video about the alignment and the no. and ride height setting. Uh, but we had to do a quick ride height set, uh, setting in, in our garage uh, using a ruler and uh, trying to get the, a stance at least for um, making it look good when it parked. Uh, but yeah, it drove fine. It. Uh, you want to try and do the alignment ourselves? Uh, no, no, string alignment. Not when we got uh, we have, TPC uh, yeah. Mike Levitt. Yeah, Mike Levis, the suspension guru, is down the road from us. <laughs> We're going to let him set it up. Yeah. Well, one of the things I love about Saturday uh, at the Amelia is, yes, you don't get all of the cars that will be there on Sunday, but you'll, you'll see a lot of amazing cars, and it's not shoulder-to-shoulder uh, crowds, and you can get decent photos. You can talk to owners. 
I really enjoy Saturday. I like Sunday too. Don't get me wrong, but Saturday is. Well, what's interesting cool. is uh, so you had the Porsche in front of Porsche, all the cars and coffee, and everyone's lined up perfectly. All Porsche, and then it turned into like a uh, mishmash of different car makes mm-hmm. with no particular uh, rhyme or reason until you like looped around and then you got to the BMW area, right. and there was about maybe one third of the BMWs compared to Porsche. Um, but in between, there was if there was any organization I couldn't figure out the rhyme or reason. Everyone was just first come first serve. I think as uh, as as far as parking, and the Porsche owners get there early. We do, so they're all yeah. stuck there in the same area, right? We, we definitely. <laughs> I think they know how many are coming, and they set aside um, okay. parking right in front of the Porsche um, display. So I'm sure that makes Porsche happy. Okay, yeah. um, but it was uh, unfortunately it started raining. But you know what? I think the weather gods are maybe automotive enthusiasts because they had a few days to choose. Well, they from. are because they gave us sunshine. They works. gave us sunshine. How it works on Friday? Downpour at the morning of cars and coffee and gorgeous weather on Sunday. So if it's gonna rain, that's when it should rain. You know what? I shouldn't say this, but it's only rained once and only a little bit. I'm gonna knock on wood here. You did do not do not even go there about work reunion <laughs> and rain. Because I will No. Don't even don't All right, even I'll talk stop about there. It. Don't that even was far talk enough. about it. We are very fortunate <laughs> with our events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it eventually stopped raining and we uh so we couldn't move the car until one o'clock. So uh, we so, go explore. Yeah, we go explore. Now, now what we used to do, and I, I would tell people about this, and of course, nothing lasts forever, unfortunately. And I'm not sure who, who, who's not to blame for this, or the, or, or who was responsible for this. Uh, but we used to be able to walk into the Ritz and just go get lunch at one of the restaurants. Yeah. Uh, even though everything was high price, we, that's the price you pay when you're there. Yeah. Uh, but it's better than getting um, the uh, concession hot dog, which right. well, made no place, about no place to sit. Made about two days ago, and um, they wouldn't let you in unless you had a uh, you had to be a hotel previous guest. reservation or a hotel guest. Yeah. Wow. And so then we we're like, well, I guess we're going to have to kill time until we move the car, and then we'll get something to eat. So uh, we walked around uh, to look at the. Um, cars uh their uh, auction preview i guess yeah. of the cars and then boo uh lucked out and got us some uh, wristbands for uh, the broadview auction broad arrow broad arrow excuse me yeah so yes we walked around the, the, there was some accessibility that wasn't there that was there in the past and, and the restaurant is one of them but in the past we also liked kind of walking the back lot that where the cars were staged mm-hmm. and also the parking garage that was close too that was close too. Oh, wow. yeah. So yeah, it was, it was kind of a bummer. Like we didn't get to see as much. And then in the hallways, there weren't as many vendors in there, which I don't care so much because I kind of mm-hmm. saved money. Well, it's probably some of what's changing with new ownership, huh? Yeah, I guess. It sounds like. Um, but we did get to see all the the Broad Arrow cars that were out on the field. Mm-hmm. And then we made our way inside into the auction room. And I was kind of standing, peeking in because I wanted to see where the um, – the classic club coupe ended up. And we so- bring Todd with us, the uh, <laughs> our national secretary. And, and Todd is known for buying things. Well, the best part, he gets in there and he's waving to somebody with his arm up in the air. Like, he's Todd, waving. Two million for this guy. Okay, like, Todd, dude, keep you your hands down. Don't, don't want to be waving high up like that in an auction. <laughs> but if but if you're wondering how committed Broad Arrow is to bring attention to the PCA's Classic Club Coupe 
it was answered because the only car in the auction room and it was at the front right next to the auctioneer um you know the classic club coupe was there in all its glory the whole time during the auction so that was way cool and thank you to broad arrow for doing that yeah i, yeah. I think word will be words already out about this car and everyone's asking us what do you think it's going to go for um you know it's tough uh it's uh well, we know we, what we have have it insured for do you think it's going to go for that much well hopefully so i i so Here's the thing is, I can't tell you how many times I heard the word trilogy about this car. And although mm. we're selling this one car, I think the people that are probably m- most likely going to end up with the car is going to be someone wants to have the trilogy. Yeah. Which is the 997 Sport yep. Classic. 2010. Yep. And then a 992, the one that just came out, right? And then this, this, this is like the prequel. One, mm-hmm. one of one. Some of like Star Wars where they came out with the, the earlier episodes after they come out with the later episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is uh, what would have happened if uh, if Porsche would have done the Sport Classic with the 996, not the 997. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, um, Boris Appendink has been involved with all three of them. So I think that really adds credibility to the whole trilogy that uh, the mm-hmm. same guy who came up with the original one also was involved with the other two. I will go out and say that this probably will be the most valuable 996 ever. Yeah. Yeah. That that I'm pretty sure I can I can say that with absolute confidence. I would have the to question, agree. The question is how, how much valuable? Just, yeah. how val how much these collectors are willing to duke it out for the car. And and we said this before like the Sally Carrera and the I was and just going to say project yeah. um project gold again I might have PCA goggles, but I think our car is way more special than those two. And I know there's the charity factor with the other ones. Well, Project Gold um, is essentially building a another 993 Turbo S, yeah, uh, but just in modern times. But it didn't change the car. The car didn't change any. No. Just uh, no. and you couldn't same. drive it. You couldn't yeah. drive it. Yeah, uh, except in yeah. very sketchy yeah. countries. We'll yeah, uh, but in uh, this car here was a no one ever think the factory would modify a car like this, changing. Yeah. Uh, I know it seems easy putting a GT3 engine in a 996, it's but it's actually very, very difficult for the factory to do it because right. they, get, they got to do everything correct um, yeah. is, is quite uh, yeah. impressive. And if you don't know, putting a GT3 engine and transmission into a C2 is a big yeah. Especially it's a later challenge. GT3 yeah. engine into an early 996. It doesn't just bolt in. Yeah. Without, without using a Sawzall. Right. It doesn't yeah. just bolt in. <laughs> And the chassis on the C2, you know, had to be re-engineered to accept all it. So, so it's like, like Manny said, for the factory to take on this project and I only make one of them. Make it wasn't one of like them. they spread yeah. the cost over a yeah. uh, hundred cars or two hundred cars. It's, it's amazing, and we're going to continue to tell the story between now and uh, June 10th, which is when the auction will be mm-hmm. at uh, the uh, Experience Center in Atlanta, along with probably 40, 50 other cars, or maybe. I forget how many cars they said they were going to have. So it's not, it's not, a number. Yeah. It's not. It's not more than a hundred. It's going to be a select. You know, may, maybe seventy-five at the most. Um, our car will certainly be one of the halo cars for the event, and um, yeah, we'll have some huge VIPs in attendance, and they're they're putting together a reel from to get some thoughts from the executives at uh, AG 
to share with uh, the folks that will be in attendance. So we'll get to see the car one more time. Um, they buttoned it up and sent it back to PEC Atlanta, and they will be opening the Classic Center in Atlanta the end of this month. I'm sure it'll be on display. And then how after far away is the new Classic Center? It is basically From so you PC. so one Porsche drive and then the hotel, what's called the Kimpton or something mm-hmm. like towards that. Chick, so towards Chick Fil A. Yeah, so you're going towards Chick Fil A, right? So our references, yeah, our references. Hey, the first out. ever Chick Fil A so, is right so there. So that is the very first Chick Fil A. It's a very significant, not Chick-fil-A. the IHOP in the, the other direction. The, the yeah. dwarf, <laughs> the, they call it the dwarf house. Dwarf yeah. But that's across the street. We're not across the street. No, anymore no, no, no. It's point. on the same side of the yeah. street. So you have one Porsche Drive, then you have the Kempton, and then right behind it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah so it's classic and, and, and the new track behind that. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so the tr- new the new track I think is open already. Um, the classic center is I'm sure it's going to be state of the art. Are you going down there for the grand opening of the new track? Yes, right. Yep. And Bogdan, I believe, to Bogdan's get some coming. sweet reels. They're going to yep. blow up. Yeah, he's going to blow. <laughs> Bogdan's going to get best ever. And the joke is everything Bogdan every, every new reel is going to it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up, guys. This is guys. going to go viral. <laughs> to his credit, know it. to his I credit, know it. a couple have gotten over a million views now, yes. which is really he's impressive. Doing, he's doing fantastic. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we had the one. The, the uh, barn, mm-hmm. um, 1.7 million. Yeah, Jim Earlbeck said because uh, I told him about it, and uh, who owns a, he's the owner of the uh, garage, and he said, "Give me perspective. How what's this like? This PCA always get million no. view." And I laughed. I said, "No." I <laughs> said, uh, "We just have one other one." And uh, he was like, "So is that impressive?" I'm like, "Well, you know, for us, it's impressive. I'm sure there's other pictures out there that have much more, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of views, but yeah, in the Porsche world." Or, yeah. Even one point yeah. seven million, like that—that's a good amount, like for for anybody. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. it's on the low end of good for a really. But you know what large they consider Instagram viral? Account? Instagram considers viral a hundred thousand. There we yeah. go. That's what I use the term viral. So yeah, um, million is uh, really good, pretty impressive. But uh, Bogdanto's credit, he thinks everyone's going to be viral uh, for. Uh, <laughs> it's going <laughs> to blow up. He's going to find it. So uh, yeah. All right. Speaking of viral, um, upcoming videos, Damon. Uh, yeah, so next week uh, we'll have the Works Reunion um, walk-around video. So Vu walked around, gave us a little bit of a tour, and we have some. You better I- make me look good because that was like. Oh, yeah, I- yeah. I- honestly, I think probably next time let Manny do it because I'm so – my head is in – so frazzled, keep, just so, doing cause, those cause, stage cause, stuff. Because yeah. I'm keeping everything together up on the stage, and I love doing it. Yeah. But because I don't really get the opportunity to see all the cars mm-hmm. and take the time to understand the significance of the others and many that stuff is all in his head so yeah, yeah. I, think well, maybe, I, I had the luxury of walking around and yeah, yeah. because you know i'd finished helping the girls set up and whatnot that i had the freedom to walk around and look at the yeah. cars and see i know damon and Bogdan were busy with uh yeah yeah with their, their i can video, assure you so. the video will be good it'll be less of you walking around and a lot of b-roll so we we hired okay, a, we hired a, a video crew this year was a little different we just said go Film everything that looks cool, and then these cars that we know we're going to talk about. Okay, perfect. So the whole event, we should have tons of promotional material okay. for next year, but also this video. It's going to be a lot of eye candy. So, okay, awesome. Um, that'll be coming up next week. Uh, we're, we're putting the video crew to work the past couple weeks. You know, we had works, um, and that same crew also edited a Tech Tactics video. I'm pretty sure. And then we're heading straight back to Florida for another fun project this week. So, um, which look forward to another YouTube video and panel article later in the year. And we um, dropped a video yesterday. 
Uh, yes. So the 9-11 Dakar at Tech Tactics East, um, we dropped that yesterday. Um, so by the time you hear this, it'll have been out for almost a week. And it's Christoph Klockow. I'm pretty yep. sure I pronounced yep. that right. He is a product specialist at Exclusive Manufacturer. Um, and he's the one behind the creation of the uh, Rally Design Package, which is the special design package with the Rothman-style livery, which is now Rough Roads. So uh, we'll also – and this is just a preview. So when we have um, uh, him talking about this for six minutes, we also have an hour-long presentation that we'll be releasing on March 15th that we recorded, or I should say Robert Forsyth recorded at Tech, Tacti- Tech Tactics East. And I can't forget um, today, so you'll be able to watch it now, we're going to – uh, make public Nathan Murr's presentation. So today's okay. March 8th, awesome. I believe. Yeah, I think it's online portion inspections. Basically, yeah. if you see something and bring a trailer, uh, how to how to look at the photos the way mm-hmm. Nathan looks at a professional mm-hmm. and what questions to ask before the questions are asked from the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the reader. So. And this is yeah. something, whether you're on Bring a Trailer or Surfing Craigslist, it's good knowledge to have. So you yeah. avoid buying a car that might look okay in pictures or better than – you know what it actually is in, in real life, um, and don't go and buy a car like that. You know without knowing ahead of time. Yeah, he definitely so. has some amazing tips, and and some things that are obvious to him is not so obvious mm-hmm. to those of us that don't buy cars. You know on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, really cool. I stuff. didn't oh, obviously I have trouble with colors, but I didn't realize how much how you could tell the difference with the same car in different colors just because yeah. of the. Uh, the yeah. editor of the photograph yeah. may well, be able to change what's it. funny actually is uh, Bogdan has a very um, he has a cool style for editing photos, um, but sometimes that warps the colors a little bit. Oh yeah. So you'll notice now I, I had mentioned to him, you know, let's let's keep the the cars looking how they look in real life. Anything else, you know, feel free free reign. But the, the cars have to look how they look, and um, you know, uh, he's seen a big difference with yeah. the appreciation people have, and they're they're not asking. Is that the color I think it is? Or right, right. So same thing goes for taking pictures and editing photos for your um, uh, for sale ad. So I'm so happy I met my wife before this online yeah, stuff <laughs> because I'm not sure where you're going with this. I'm not <laughs> well, sure. I like where to you're see going the real this. thing. There was nothing you oh, know, modified or enhanced in oh, a photo that you. Yeah. Uh, I was getting ready to hit that be- edit button. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take it on to the next thing. So I can't forget our ne- uh, our first new style one mile review. You've probably noticed if you've been on our YouTube channel since Saturday, but that is a um, 2022 Cayenne Platinum. It's a bit longer. This video review, a bit more information. Um, would love to hear what your thoughts are on it. We have a couple more one mile reviews that are comparisons coming up as well. The first is a 981 GT4 versus a 718 GT4, followed up by. The Gurney Eagle 718 Cayman S versus uh, Jeff's 718 Boxer GTS 4.0. So we have a a 718 and mid-engine sort of shootout um, planned for the next several one-mile reviews. So allow me to go back to the Dakar video. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably the the thing I like most. And this probably went over Damon's head because I don't know that he (laughs) understands this reference but our buddy ian who comments a lot oh he, he hilarious <laughs> comment he had a hilarious <laughs> comment he wants a dakar noir do you do you get that Damon? noir dakar noir 
No, N-O-I-R. I was going to say it sounds like, you know, the film style or... No, no, no. no. So, so Drakkar Nor was probably like the cologne for us players back in the, <laughs> oh, yeah. in the, no, in the uh-huh. 90s. We and rocked Probably it. every girl. Give me like, some Old Spice. That's, that's <laughs> my Drakkar Nor. When he put that up there, I, I, I think I laughed out loud. Yeah, I thought, I that like, was how did we perfect. not think of this when we were all out of Tic Tac? Because that would have been hilarious to yeah. mention that yeah. the Porsche so, was coming Ian, out. Thank you for the chuckles. Yeah. I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to have to explain it to Boris and then yeah. when they come over, this is the next edition of the, the Jakar Noir yeah, edition. Yeah. <clears throat> In the news, uh, we're talking hybrid with regards to King Kong. Uh, well, this is the GT2 RS that no one's been talking about until just recently um, as far as uh, what's the. Uh, you know, usually they come out the GT RS at the end of a uh, of a generation, and um, they're talking nine nineteen technology in the GT two RS, which uh, I like how they're they're they're, they're marrying that instead of just saying a hybrid because a hybrid people think of Prius, not yeah. nine nineteen. Yeah, but to say it has nine nineteen uh, um, genes in it uh, changes everything. Yeah, um, yeah, this is going to be. We thought. Well, then Walter Roll said that the um, previous GT2 RS should never have been the streetcar because yeah. it was so uh, powerful, and they're even upping the stakes more. Um, yeah. I, I say this for uh, for Todd Benz, who's listening, <laughs> because we had a long discussion oh, in gosh. the rain under the tent <laughs> about how uh, hybrid and electric are here to stay, and unfortunately right. the ICE engine is not being developed anymore. Um, and uh, and I, I think it's safe for me to say, uh, let me see how I can put this. So you're talking about the powertrain and the power of what's going to be presented in the 911 GT2 RS. But I can tell you that there's more. That it's going to make you go, holy moly, I can't believe this thing is a street legal car. Yeah. What the GT2 does, RS? What good does it do when you say or, that? Or what are you trying to say here, Vu? <laughs> I just like messing with you two. He knows There's you, another but... car, it sounds like, outside of the two RS. Yeah, I listen to Johnny Lieberman on Spikes, and he actually tells people what he's I heard. have this thing called an NDA that I can't say anything. That's only valid in Germany. You're in America now. That's perfectly legal to say. Uh... So, anyways, the other car that's going to be, uh, you know, Porsche has not announced, but everyone in the world knows about is the ST. The ST, yeah. ST is coming out. There's been a lot of rumors. There's videos out of what this thing will be. Um, uh, hopefully, we see it this year. Hopefully, it's some... Uh, um, well, I don't think they're going to wait to the LA Auto Show because the other um, rumor is that the Speedster was going to be coming out mm-hmm. the LA Auto Show, which, once again, Porsche hasn't announced, but word gets out because people, unlike, unlike Vu, actually talk about what they've seen. <laughs> And, uh, the, I'm true uh, to my word. I'm true the, to my the word. The Speedster <laughs> is, uh, coming out in California would just make sense. I think every other Speedster has debuted in California. We got that. What they did sneak in kind of, and people who were asking about this may not have realized that, you know, a couple of years ago, they talked about the 25th anniversary of the Carrera RS. Mm-hmm. And we, they, that model, of course, was the one they announced with the special livery. Um, was it green? The green, green yeah, yeah. White. my favorite. Green, the U.S. only car, and that's a tribute to the uh, 25th anniversary. So, for those of you keeping track of all these special uh, cars that are coming out, check that one off the box. That mm-hmm. was correct. All the people who had said there were rumors of cars coming out, um, so you get a special uh, GT3 RS. As if the regular GT3 RS isn't special enough, you can get the uh, 
the Carrera RS edition. So we got still the ST to see if that, uh, that's got to come out because everyone has spy photos and whatnot. But the GT2 RS, yeah, just when you think you have the coolest car in the block, oh. comes out a, uh, another beast. That'll be interesting because when I think 919 tech, um, it's more like... Again, Manny, the the Vaughn aftermarket hybrid mm-hmm. system you drove, you know, it charges quickly, but it discharges quickly, and you get more power because of that. It just don't expect to drive, you know, like on electric only. Well, it's, yeah. it's a power boost. I wonder boost. if the GT2 RS, it's going to have that same sort of uh, approach to charging and discharging. It's really quick, really powerful, and you're not going to be able to drive on electric. So at least that's what I think. All right, the next news item is probably not so fun to talk about, but we thought it was important to include here, and it has to do with the Panamera cooling system. Yeah, so I'm sure the owners of the uh, the 2015 to 2021 Panameras, um, if you haven't gotten a notice yet... uh, There are only 243 uh, examples. Yeah. Which is nothing. No, unless you have one. Yeah, unless you have one. (laughs) Unless you have one. You know what I read here? It said additional water pumps. Are you meaning to tell me they put more than one water pump in one of these things? I would be surprised. Man, two uh, water pumps to worry about in a German car. Yeah, these uh, I love Panameras, but they fall <laughs> under the what's it going to be like in 20 years as a used car to yeah. maintain. Well, I've been watching the market, and you can get some. I would love a yachting blue Panamera 4 with a tan interior. And they're going for like thirty-five grand for a low-mileage example. Remember when you could buy Aston Martin Lagandas? Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never been a fan of the Lagonda, yeah. um, but it's. Uh, anyways, if if you haven't gotten a uh, a um, recall notice or you're curious, uh, contact your dealer. Probably look online too to see the serial numbers to see if it matches, um, just so you can get that uh, fixed. And Porsche is usually extra extra vigilant if there's any concerns to jump ahead before the government forces them to. So along the lines of what we saw at Amelia, the lineup of the uh, VW buses, we got to actually see the new minibus. Yeah, so we've seen this before in photos and and, and Porsche photos uh, and kind of like in the background. And I've always said this is what I would love to have is a modern interpretation of the support vehicle from Porsche, which uh, has always been a VW van. And uh, I was bummed not to see him at, uh, at the Amelia with the transporters, they had a they had a VW um, trans electric transporter, but I was hoping to see the, the Porsche livery one. Uh, I you know see what myself did, driving that. You know what they had, and shout out to our friends, the Telefunken VW yes, van was there, yeah. so that was cool. That's uh, I I don't remember seeing so many VWs at that Concorde because we also saw a forty nine Beetle mm-hmm. and forty nine is Scott yeah. Reese, our friend VW friend. <laughs> told us uh it came out i think in may or june was the first exports so for this 49 vw it had to be a really really early model uh that was on the on the in display for the concourse so that was pretty cool having the uh but i'm with you that old i would totally rock this minibus proudly yeah Yeah, so that's going to be available for sale if you want the coolest thing at cars and coffee. But the thing is, I think the U.S. is only getting the big one. Honestly, I probably yeah. would want the smaller one. I think the smaller one looks kind of cute. Yeah, VW has a, uh, it seems like a very particular plan for the, for its U.S. products. Yeah. And it's not the products I want to buy. Yeah. But apparently, uh, people want bigger here in the U.S. They don't want uh, the small it, hatchbacks. It, it, and... it makes sense. <laughs> if they're driving that Jeep. Yeah. Uh... Well, here's the thing is, I'm sure they've got very smart people, mm-hmm. you know, forecasting. Yeah. Why bring it if they're not going to buy it? Like, 
how, how many yeah. people say they want a hatchback and no one buys it except yeah. for me? What I like about it is unlike the Ford Expeditions, the Chevy Suburbans, the Jeep Wagoneers, uh, where net, they've decided now to raise the front bumper, to raise the whole hood so far up that you can't see. Mm. God help you if you're five foot or less. Oh, yeah. uh, you're <laughs> probably going to get run over because you can't be seen over top of this bumper. Uh, the VW still looks like a sloping yeah. where you can see people. Can someone tell me what's rendiced? Race service, I want to say. It's um, I, I looked this I up at so. one point. I think uh, that sounds like a good. Uh, Let's see what it says on on Google. Um, racing service. Racing yep. service. Oh, okay, cool. That's right. Learn something new. All right, upcoming events. Uh, Twelve hours Porsche plots. Manny's going to be there. Yep, I'll be covering the WEC race and the uh, IMSA race, uh, one after the other. Friday on. For 1,000 kilometers of the WC cars, they are two different teams. Porsche is not running the same cars. It's not the 70s like they used to. Uh, they're both Penske teams, uh, but uh, it will be um, – I don't think the Yoda Hurst. Is that, i got to look. They may be running a Sebring too. Do you see that one? No, it's I It's pretty don't. cool. It's a 963 with the uh, Hurst Gold yeah. oh, uh, yes. livery. Hurst, yeah. Tom Brady, and Singer. Yeah, Got three wow. three big sponsors, huh? Mm. Very cool. <laughs> People I would never associate it with a <laughs> really with random, Lamar, but, but hey, yeah. uh, what yeah. the heck? Um, so it's going to be a uh, hopefully a fun time. Hopefully the weather's good. Um, remember to stop by the uh, PCA uh, Porsche Plots uh, right on the exit of Turn Seventeen. Uh, they usually the corral sold out, so it's usually filled with Porsches in the corral. Uh, but they have speakers that come, teams that come to visit the corral. And they have their own grandstand. So, great place to watch. Uh, let's see here. So, we are really starting to kind of turn the corner and really focus on Porsche Parade, getting ready for that big event. Um, of course, we are getting ready also. And I know, Manny, you didn't put it down here, but maybe you can give a quick update uh, for our initiatives with Rensport. Well, um, a lot of what I, uh, we knew from the meetings recently, we can't talk about right. uh, because they're still they're still working. See, on you the, know how I feel now. Well, I want to tell the people. <laughs> well, the NDA only works it, in it, Germany. I know, right? It'll all just, of a sudden, it's a lot different. All of a sudden, he follows it, right? <laughs> because Robert won't edit that out. He has to edit whatever I say. <laughs> out. Um, uh, yeah, we're we're still working on how we're going to lay out the uh, cars in the in the corral, primarily because they sold a lot more tickets. Uh, for uh, for the corrals and um, the uh, I, I could just say that uh, everything Porsche is doing is to make this the greatest event ever and uh, kudos to Aisha Coker the vice president uh, she runs a very tight ship and she's telling everyone involved on the team that uh, they have to meet all their uh, milestones and deadlines and the expectations are super high. The world, eyes of the world are going to be on them. Mm-hmm. And our uh, our little island now uh, is going to be called Porsche Plots. And um, it will be uh, basically um, before they would kind of forget about us and just leave us alone. But now it's under the same scrutiny as the rest of the displays, which means a better experience, I think, for the, uh, the spectator. Um, volunteers uh, will probably be uh, opening up and hopefully in May as far as um, if you want to volunteer. Uh, there's going to be a lot of cool giveaways for volunteers. I think a shirt, poster, yep. maybe a hat, and uh, access to first access to parade laps. Um, so if you want to really experience Ren Sport, like anything else with PCA, um, sign up to volunteer. I think the shifts are maybe two or three hours each, and um, there's a lot of different cool um, 
uh, areas you can work at from parking cars to working in the uh, it's not going to be called Chopard it'll be called something else but where all the uh, the primary um, vintage cars will be parked on display uh, to working the Concours everything's available if you want to um, help out it's a great way to meet new people um, you know then we'll be having our own uh, our own tent with our own presentation of uh, when drivers come over and engineers it'll be a uh, Four really fun days. Absolutely. All right. I want to give an update, and I chuckle. I almost uh, was wondering whether or not I wanted to share this with you. But uh, some of you had asked for decals and wondering, did we forget about that? We haven't forgotten about it, um, but we did get sort of the first draft of what might be a decal, and it was a... Or might not. <laughs> or might not, and I don't even have the photo. I didn't share it with uh, Yeah, this is top secret, this apparently, top but secret. I got to see it. You, see you guys it. didn't even share it with me. Yeah, it was somebody it was, else. It was terrible, but we were going to do sort of like a cartoon. You know, I didn't mind my, my oh, caricature all that much. It didn't even look like you. It didn't even look like you. And so there was this cartoon rendition of us around the table um but yeah. it wasn't a cartoon rendition no it was it, it was looked a, like it a first year in, art student who maybe made, shouldn't be an art student it made you into a cartoon but it wasn't like a funny cartoon no. it, was it was like these programs that take <laughs> a picture i know now all of you that are listening you're like show us show us no it's terrible anyways i was so, it would have been funny it would be it was more sad well, I was laughing pretty hard when I saw. But saw I, it, I, I guess so. I don't see the the, the the funniness. It was maybe the funny part of it is it, maybe it is us, and we don't want to admit that it's us. Well, then if, if we, <laughs> he just accentuated we, our features, we, we would just. Uh, I mean, we'd be making a living doing something. Wait, uh, you didn't, you didn't appreciate the double chins? It was so accurate. But I do have a double chin. But that's not funny. <laughs> I mean, exaggerating. Adding a third chin would make it funny. I mean, that's what a caricature is. Oh, you know? my gosh. Anyways, I just want to let you know we're, we haven't forgotten. We're just deciding on what the actual uh, PCA Insider decal will be. What's so. wrong with just the logo? Uh, it might be the logo after seeing those photos or <laughs> that we're, photo. We're, we're not that famous to be caricatures. No one really knows us. I don't know. Would you guys, those of you well, that are listening? listeners will, but outside of that, it's, uh, yeah. it's not like um, we're not like uh, smoking tire, number one. True. Um, yeah. So it's... Uh, all right. Anyways, we're working on it. We'll keep you posted. Um, I want to make sure for those of you that haven't signed up for the PCA newsletters, there's a few of them. Just go to PCA.org, sign up for uh, eBreak News, Performance News, which is the four-door newsletter, and Mark Fresh News, which is everything uh, with regards to the classifieds and such. And, of course, always, um, if you're on YouTube, we appreciate the subscribe and all the like and the comments. Gentlemen, anything else before we sign off? Nope. No? All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, grab your VIN and head over to PCA.org. We would love to sign you up as a PCA member. If you're looking for a Porsche, uh, there's the Test Drive program. We'll help you find it. Remember to follow the podcast Instagram page to see behind-the-scenes photos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word, and we always are available via email. Just send it to podcast at pca.org or just comment on the the platforms that uh, you listen to us to. So until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.